Hello, and welcome to another teaching from 119 Ministries. Our ministry believes that the whole Bible is still true and applicable to our lives. If you would like to know more on what we believe and teach, please visit us at testeverything.net. We hope you enjoy studying and testing the following teaching. As people attempt to discredit the Bible, many apparent discrepancies come to light and we need to examine them. However, these discrepancies are not always found by those who don't believe, but sometimes by those who are simply studying and trying to learn the best they are able to. One such discrepancy was brought to our attention, the creation discrepancy. A couple of years ago, I was speaking with my dad about the Word, and he brought up something he was attempting to figure out relating to creation in Genesis chapters 1 and 2. His quandary began in Genesis 2, verses 5-7, through 7, where it states, Before there were any bushes in the field, or rain, the earth was watered by the mist from the ground, and then man was created. So what's the big deal? Well, we know man was created on the sixth day, but this appears to be saying that there weren't any plants when Adam was created. If we look back to Genesis 1, we find that it was on the third day that vegetation was created. Are you beginning to see the problem? Now, my dad is a staunch believer and has been one for around 40-plus years. He believes the word is true entirely, but was having trouble reconciling this issue. And you know, I couldn't disagree with him there. Something appeared to be amiss. After the conversation with my dad, I began looking into the topic, and I discussed it with my wife. We found this understanding is easy to arrive at when taking the translation at face value. But here at 119, we've learned through experience that with Scripture— Face value is almost never all that's there. In fact, quite often we need to dig deeper. So that's exactly what we did. We started looking into the Hebrew words here to see if we were missing something or misunderstanding something. It turns out we were. Genesis 1, 11 through 13. And Yahweh said, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind on the earth. And it was so. The earth brought forth vegetation, plants yielding seed according to their own kinds, and trees bearing fruit in which is their seed, each according to its kind. And Elohim saw that it was good, and there was evening, and there was morning the third day. Verse 12 states that the earth brought forth vegetation, or grass, plants, and trees. And verse 13 tells us when in the creation week that we are, day three. The word used for earth is aretz meaning land or earth. It is a broad, general term for the ground or earth. This is an important distinction to make, and we'll explain why later on. The word for vegetation or grass is deshay. Deshay means a fresh or new green grass, as in a pasture. The word for plants or herb in the Hebrew is aseb, which typically means an herb or green plant and can include grass. What we see here, then, is that on day three, Yahweh created vegetation on the earth, things like grass, pastures, along with seed-bearing plants and fruit trees bearing fruit. Let's move on to chapter 2 to see what exists before man is created. Genesis 2, 4-7 These are the generations of the heavens and the earth when they were created, in the day that Yahweh Elohim made the earth and the heavens, when no bush of the field was yet in the land, and no small plant of the field had yet sprung up. 
for Yahweh Elohim had not caused it to rain on the land, and there was no man to work the ground. And a mist was going up from the land and was watering the whole face of the ground. Then Yahweh Elohim formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. We see in verse 5 how there were no bushes of the field yet in the land, nor small plants of the field because there wasn't rain, and man wasn't yet created to work the ground or cultivate them. That last part should give us a real clue relating to what's being referred to. But let's look into the Hebrew to find out more. The word used for bush here is siach, and literally means a shrub or bush. The scripture denotes what type of bush this is. It's one from a field. In Hebrew, the word for field there is sadeh, meaning open land, pasture, or land outside of a walled city, the countryside. Sometimes the word also means one that is cultivated. This is different from the more general term used for land previously, aretz. Remember, aretz is a broad and general term for land. The earth in general, sprouted grass, seed-bearing plants, and fruit trees in chapter 1. Now here in chapter 2, we find other more specific words being used for types of land or arets. We have arama as the word for the ground, which typically refers to tilled earth, or earth as in earthen vessels, the dust Adam was made from, etc. Arama is the word used at the end of verses 5 and 6 for ground, not arets. We also have sedeh, which referred to another type of arets, as it means open land or pasture also can be used to mean cultivated land. Contextually, it appears arama is a type of sadeh, open land used for cultivation, both of which are types of arets, or land in general. The plant or herb mentioned in verse 5 is the same word as in Genesis 1, asev, meaning a grass or plant. This is also a plant from the field, just as the bush was, so it appears it may be of one for cultivation. Could it be that the shrubs and plants referred to in verse 5 were of a type that were cultivated? Could it be that these plants are ones that a man would work in the fields? We think it is likely that these are the types of plants that were not yet growing in fields before man was created. It is also possible the field being referred to is the type of field that the Garden of Eden was planted in. Remember, Yahweh created the earth, then created a garden and placed Adam into it. Genesis 2.8, And Yahweh Elohim planted a garden in Eden, in the east, and there he put the man whom he had formed. Yahweh seems to have planted the garden after he made man. He caused it to grow, then placed the man into it. There isn't definitive proof that the garden is cultivated ground, but if it is true, then it would line up with why there was not yet a bush or herb growing on the land commonly used for cultivation but only empty land with good soil devoid of other plants except potentially grass and some herbs. At first glance, it appeared there was a discrepancy between the account of vegetation growing on day 3 in Genesis chapter 1 and the statement that there were no shrubs or plants found in chapter 2. However, after reviewing the context and what is written in Hebrew, we find there is no discrepancy. What we see is that there is a differentiation between land in general and specific types of land such as pastures and fields for cultivation. This is one more example of why it's important to test scripture and not just take a translation at face value. We need to always test everything. We hope that this teaching has blessed you. And remember, continue to test everything. Shalom. 
it is because of you, our generous supporters, who make it possible to offer these high-quality teachings completely free of charge. If you feel led to support 119 Ministries so that we can continue this effort, please visit testeverything.net and click on the Support 119 tab. Learn how you can partner with us to take the whole Word of God to the nations.